You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. It is Monday, August 29th, 2022 with Christina Dennis. How you doing, Christina? Beautiful. I'm doing great, Damon Frank. How are you? You are not. You hate Mondays, Christina. I you love them. said that. No, 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 no. I used to, though. I will confess. I used to. I had. Did that you? Dread. Were you a Monday hater? You were a Monday hater. Well, I had hater? that dread on Sunday. You know that Sunday dread. That oh goodness, it's going to start again. Not anymore. Now I look at it as uh, a complete do-over. Ah, uh, you know what? I do. I actually like Mondays now because I know we've got the show to look forward to. Yes. Also, not even to mention, it starts off four to five shows that we've got on Recovered Life Discussions for the podcast on Clubhouse. So if you're not joining us there, guys, jump on. It's, uh, you know, it's good. So I always have something to look forward to on Mondays. I think looking forward to something in recovery is what it's all about. So I was going to say the same thing. The discipline and the schedule that I get to participate through Recovered Life it, it is proof you take care of yourself first, like our last show, and then you're able, your saw is sharpened and you're able to move on and slay the week. Absolutely. You know, speaking of taking care of yourself first, I would like to thank our sponsor, yes. which is a product that will help you take care of yourself. This episode of the Recovered Life Show is brought to you by Loop, the active seating stool for people that want to stay moving, stimulate your brain, improve your posture, and increase your core strength today. It's time to get moving. Order your Up a Loop on Amazon or go to www.beyondsmart.com to find out more. That's www.beyondsmart.com. So thank you, Up a Loop, for supporting this episode. That is the coolest thing. I have one, um, you know, got it uh, intentionally for my son. Uh, but when he's at school, mama uses it. And let me tell you, for all of those co-occurring disorder people out there, you know, those little, you know, ADHD, even if you're ADHD adjacent, this will change your life. It's not only a little bit of exercise, but I know the science behind the brain part of it from working with Billy for so long. It absolutely allows me to focus more. It really does. You know, it's actually, this dovetails into our topic for today about stress and fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. Which we're going to get into, but it's interesting. Like I'm a fidgety person. Like I like to walk and talk. When I was in corporate America, I'd be walking up and down, you know, with my phone, with my headset. Mm -hmm. And I like it. I like to be moving. And I found myself the other day on the upper loop sitting there and I was moving. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was like two hours had gone by. Right. And I didn't feel like I was like all cramped up because it keeps my brain going. So definitely check it out. If you are ADHD, I think it's a lifesaver. Totally. Uh, you know, check out, you know, order an up a loop. Uh, I think it's well worth the investment. Christina, uh, here's the topic today. Feeling fight or flight in sobriety. Yes. I know you and I don't have anything to add to this topic. So this will probably <laughs> be about three minutes. No, no, I have a little bit of it. Um, a little bit. I'm saying that tongue in cheek because our, you know, all of us have this million year old nervous system. And we, you know, stress gets a bad rap, right? Stress, stress is bad. Um, But I think it's really important to distinguish between stressors and the stress cycle. 
And this is also has to do with trauma. So our nervous system sees danger. This million-year-old nervous system sees saber-toothed tiger, and it says run or fight. I mean, it's, it's a good reaction. We want to have nervous systems that react this way because this saves our life. However, if we have been in the freeze mode, which I know we'll talk about at a later date, we're children and we have emotionally immature parents. We have fight or flight kind of reactions that are supersized because of the vigilance we had to have. It is so important for you to know that just because you get rid of the stressor, which is no longer a saber-toothed tiger, right? So it's that report that's due at work. It's that employer that's hard to work with. It's, you know, stuff with your children that we're not going to be able to get rid of those stressors, but we can get rid of the feeling, you know, the feeling of fight or flight. Um, and that is the dangerous stress. It's the accumulative yeah. stress from fight or flight that um, that kills us, that makes us sick. Well, yeah. I think we're talking about a couple of things here. We're talking about what's actually going on, mm -hmm. what's really going on, and then our reaction to what's really going on, right? Yes. The, yes. All these three things are happening. And I think in recovery, look, you and I are not doctors. We're not no. telling people that they have trauma. We're not telling people that, like, you know, you know, if you do, that's been my experience, right? And you can go to a professional and get diagnosed for that. But right. living in sobriety, the day to day is what Christina and I have a lot of, right? And mm -hmm. the reality is fight or flight is very dangerous. I had fight or flight for, I'm going to say, Christina, 50, first 15 years of my recovery. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it, I don't have it anymore. If I have it, it's very, very rare. Uh, but I will tell you, it was hard fought for me to get rid of that. And I was excited to do this episode because I think a lot of people in recovery have this, right. And they think they're doing something wrong, you know, um, and diving into this topic of what you said, it's, there's what's going on then this reaction of what's going mm -hmm. on. You know, for me, I will tell you, uh, there were different components of this. Um, a lot of people just said, Hey, you're, you're a stressed out person. Just let it go. Just let yeah. it go. It's going to be fine. Blah blah. That didn't really work for me. No, it doesn't work because once you've had that physiological response and I believe what, what you're saying, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is that yours was on high alert. When you say I had it for 15 years, it was, it, it was out of perspective. It was out of portion compared to other things in your life. That oh, I had fight or reaction. flight. I had fight or flight, Christina, in such a big way, so much mm -hmm. so that I had actually physically things happen to me where I would yes. fall down onto the ground, right? Like I had really bad anxiety that led to, to, uh, to this fight or flight feeling uh, that had, and I'll tell you, I was the opposite of the person who thought that they would have that. I was a high performing, mm -hmm. one of these jobs where everything's riding on it. You'd call me in, right? Like that on the outside, people did not see that, but on the inside, I was constantly, my nervous system was being rebooted by fight or flight feelings. And I'll tell you, it is a horrible situation. And I know we're going to dive into how each of us kind of got out of that fight or flight. Describe yours, Christina. Like, what did it feel like when you had fight or flight? 
Well, I mean, as I've said before, it's a natural response, but the effort of shoving it down rather than completing the cycle was killing me. I mean, I'm, I'm not even kidding. It was totally killing me. Uh, I was doing everything I could for my special needs son. And, you know, of course, doing the, the uh, charity work and the 5013Cs that I ran and clinic work and a full-time job that when I had a physical, um, my blood sugar was at 35, which means I should have been seizuring, right? It When we have fight or flight, it takes away all the energy that needs to go to our digestive system, to our immune system. I was sick all the time. I mean, it was that dangerous. And, you know, the doctor stared at me with my numbers and said, you're, this is not okay. You have to change some of the things that are happening in your life. So it's a miserable place. It's, it's, that's what I believe anxiety is, is unprocessed uh, stress and unprocessed trauma. And, uh, you know, in order to just operate in a day, I had to make some serious changes in my schedule. Yeah. Well, there's, I think there's, you know, there's so many things that are going on with this. And I think, you know, when we talk about anxiety as coaches, we're talking, you know, we're trying to say, listen, there's the physical side of this, right? So mm -hmm. there is the physicality. Like I believe that some people are wired hot. I was one of those people that was just wired hot. Like mm -hmm. I had, I was prone to physical anxiety, right? And then yes. there's the mental game. There's kind of what we're thinking and feeling that that is going on and then there's the how you can how your coping mechanisms how you deal with that so like i i took all three of those on separately i think for some people a actual being treated for the physical thing that's going on uh is essential i think it helps for yes. some people because what i think it allows people to do is it allows people to um it allows people to actually have a break for a second, right? Yes. Just yes. a break for, for, for long enough, uh, to be able to say, Hey, you know what? Uh, I can now use the tools that I'm learning in recovery in which to be able to kind of stop this fight or flight. But sometimes I think physically people have a hard time even getting there because mm -hmm. their body just kicks in on autopilot. It is. It's it's so worn out. Your nervous system, your autonomic nervous system that controls fight or flight is so worn out that you no longer have that threshold where you can remember that it isn't a saber-toothed tiger, that you will be okay. I think it's really important to for those type of people, and I was one of those people, to seek medical assistance and look at things that could help you in your life. It was impossible for me to um, you know, do something about the, the, my son's physical illness. I, I couldn't do anything more than I was yeah. doing. So I needed a little extra help and I part, I took it, you know, I learned how to sleep more deeply. I learned how to, you know, share my burden. I learned how to ask for help. It was hard, right. To, to hand over something that I felt like I was the reason why I was keeping him alive. But yes. I totally agree with you. Sometimes we show up in recovery and we are just, like you said, hot wired and we need to have those physical breaks. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about when we come back from the break, uh, after you've dealt with that physical side, right? And you mm -hmm. realize that like, is there something going on with you physically 
that uh, a doctor, somebody who's really qualified that you can sit down and talk to uh, and, you know, find out if there's any kind of physical intervention that needs to right. take place, right? What you do after that uh, on the emotional and sobriety side, we're going to jump into some tips and tricks that Christina and I have learned. Hard fought, by the way, hard fought. Uh -huh. We've learned these the hard way about the things that you can do in your recovery if you're dealing with fight or flight. So hold tight. We're going to be back right after this quick break. If you are newly sober, trying to get sober, or you've been sober for decades and are looking to take your sobriety to the next level, the Recovery Breakthrough six-week transformation concierge coaching program might be right for you. Have Damon Frank and Christina Dennis build a custom roadmap to get you on the path to getting what you really need. Receive hands-on concierge coaching and stay focused and productive with our daily check-ins. If you're ready to experience your recovery breakthrough and start the journey towards the transformation you deserve, book a free get-to-know-you call today and find out what is possible in your recovery. To find out more about Recovery Breakthrough and to book your free call, go to recoveredlife.us. That's recoveredlife.us. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show. And we're back for the break. I promised everybody that we were going to dive into some tips and tricks, Christina. We're talking about feeling fight or flight in sobriety. That's that feeling of like, I, I've i got to run yes. or I have to fight. That awful feeling. I think anyone who's listening to this that is hung on after the break has felt this feeling at least once in their life. Uh, Christina, how do you get out of this? What do you tell your clients on how to get out of this? Well, there's, the yes, yes. There's at least a three prong approach and we already covered one of them. Check on the physical, see what's happening, see what's happening in your body. Do you have the appropriate nutrition? Do you have some habits like lacking of sleep that are making it incredibly hard for you to stay out of this, you know, the amygdala of firing so, so fast. Second one is how much of this is accumulative stress? Is there work that needs to happen in order to heal the parts of us that we put away? That's the freeze mode. And I know we'll have a whole show about that. But is there something that we need to look at in that area? Um, and then the third approach is to learn how to set healthy boundaries, learn how to have limits, learn how to get used to that language about saying no, uh, seeing what stressors you can change and which ones do you need how to, you need to learn how to effectively deal with them. So perfect. So perfect. You know, um, I love that, how you kind of broke that out into steps. You know, I, I want to talk about an experience that I had here when I first started to kind of get a foothold into having fight or flight leave me. Right. Right. Um, and that was, I was always feeling that I was late and mm. I do believe there's a spiritual component here. And one of the big breakthroughs I had is after I dealt with the physical side is my caffeine out of control, my eating, running, my sleeping, right? Like all that stuff. Right. Do I need something to be able to help me get to where I'm going to go? Have I been checked out? Right. Right. After that, the big thing was somebody told me this because I was always late. 
And I noticed that fight or flight kicked in. And I've been hearing in recovery, ask God, ask God, ask God to remove it. I'm going to be honest with everybody. And I'm not demeaning this because I do this in other parts of my life. This did not work for me. Right. Uh, I did not get a pause. What I desperately needed was a pause Mm -hmm. so that I could work the tools. And I was sliding right into fight or flight, right? So for me, I used the tool of self-realization. And I had a friend tell me that my, uh, that, that being late, choosing to be choosing the anxiety of being late was a choice Mm. because they, they were like, well, what triggers this? And I'm like, well, when I'm late or I'm feeling behind or I feel like I'm not performing well, I'll get fight or flight, right? It will take over. And he goes, well, that's a choice. And I argued that for, I mean, literally a month, Christina. And he was just just like, you know, use self-awareness, step back and look at yourself having the feeling, is it a choice? And you know what? Uh, Lo and behold, I have to tell you, honestly, feeling rushed and feeling behind was a choice. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized that, when I had that breakthrough, I said, I could choose or not to choose to feel it. Now, I'm going to tell you everything in me, trauma patterns, all that stuff. So I could talk about me, right? Mm Because I know me. Well, that was screaming, move into fight or flight. Go, 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 right? right? Um, But for me, it gave me just enough crack in the armor, just enough to be able to step in there and start working tools. Hey, this is a choice. I could choose not to be anxious about this, or I could choose to be anxious about this. What choice am I going to make? And I'll tell you, the embarrassing thing is I chose probably for the first three weeks, I'm going to be anxious about it mm-hmm. until one day I was brave enough to say, I'm going to choose not to be anxious about it. And what happened was the fight or flight started to diminish. Mm. And it was just enough for me to start working the tools that I had learned in sobriety, in 12 step groups and therapy and all that stuff to really be able to activate some change in my life. Wow. I love that. And, and, you know, of course, anxiety can be a state um, or a trait in somebody. Right. And it sounds like you were in the state phase of it. It was part of your entire life. And what you shared reminds me of learning the difference between reacting and responding. And there is a big difference, you know, reaction without some of the forethought, without some of the the good self-work, without having conversations with your mentor that says you're you're making this, you're choosing this, is is the knee-jerk reaction. But after that knee-jerk reaction, we can respond a little differently until responding is actually our first line of action. Absolutely. You know, I mean, me personally, I'm just going to tell you, you know, this show is more about Christina, we talk about coaching. We talk about some of the situations, but really the, co- the, the show is really these shows mm-hmm. are specifically about our experience right. because people come to us specifically for coaching because of our experience. When you're sober for several decades, you're going to learn a couple of things about what works and what doesn't work the so hard true. way. And I, I'll tell you, I've learned a lot of things the hard way, but one of the things that got to me was, a, I'm going to say it was a five to six year journey. I would not consider myself an anxious person anymore. And I, you Good. know, uh, I can sometimes be a hyperactive person. I could sometimes be excitable, right? It's part <laughs> of my personality. But I don't consider myself anxious. And I will tell you that a good 10 to 15 year stretches every day I woke up 
and every day I had anxiety almost. I mean, I, mm. I can count on a number of it, right? And that's not a way to live. And you know, when I'm working with people now, I'm saying, you know what? Let's get to this sooner rather than later because you don't want to have that experience. Because I'll right. tell you, it eroded my life. It oh, eroded exhausted. joy. Because when you don't treat it, what happens is it will get to a place where it will start to take over your life. And I will tell you, I went on a five-year journey and my whole five-year journey was about letting go. And this does have to do with trauma patterns, right? Mm -hmm. Is letting go of it. Is to say, I'm feeling fight or flight. I'm going to make a choice here. I can't do anything about this past stuff. I can't do anything about the future stuff. I'm going to let go. And I'm mm -hmm. just going to try, I'm going to fall. Like literally, you know, you see this on TV where people fall and people catch you, yes. whether I'm catched or not, whether God intervenes or not, I am just going to fall into the abyss and let go of this. And it took me five years, step by step, little grain of sand by little grain of sand. And I woke up one day, not an anxious person anymore. Right. Right. You trained your mind, your brain to receive the information and go to the next set of neuropathways because this first one has so much practice, right? So our brains are lazy. They like to do the same things that they've always done. If you're in fight or flight, the brain is fired up with an eight lane highway to negativity um, and to choose to take the other road of acceptance and, you know, uh, activities that we can do to take care of. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things, Christina, uh, and we apologize, guys, we've been having a little bit of technical issues on the show today with some internet stuff. So we do apologize. Uh, but as Christina comes back here, uh, what I want to say is just to chime in on that is what you're saying is this NLP, this neurologistic programming. I've been a big fan of NLP. Uh, Christina, I know you yes. are too as well. We have a whole yes. show, Recovered Life Discussion on rewiring your brain. Um, talk to us a little bit about that because I want to hear your thoughts on how you've used these these kind of, I'm just going to call them NLP techniques right? to rewire your normal gut instinct response to stuff. Well, I mean, it absolutely is the idea of being flexible, you know, uh, Byron Katie has that wonderful four set question. Is it true? And and it's the idea of staying and uh, within this flexibility and training my brain to look for other options and other, uh, you know, uh, interpretations of what is happening to me and to remind myself that was then this is now and in this very moment, I am OK. Thank you for sharing but no, thank you. I'm still driving the car. Mm, so great. So, so, so great. You know, Christina, I think you, that was a huge early breakthrough. I, you know, I call this in coaching right here, right now. That's the technique mm -hmm. I have right here, right now. I have a place to sleep right here, right now. I've eaten right here, right now. I have people that love me in my life right here, right now. I'm safe. Yes. Right here, right now, I have more than enough. And, you know, because we always know this, we always talk about this, you know, it's funny. I think if we we're going to break down relapse, and I know stress causes people to relapse, by the sure. way, fight or flight, man, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, yeah. miracle, I did not relapse with fight or flight because it's it's an out-of-body experience, right? Um, but I will tell you, so much of, of staying sober long-term 
is being in the here and now. Look, I've never heard anybody relapse that says that they were in the present moment. Yes. They were always in the past. Yes. In a resentment. I'm so mad at that person. Why did they do that? Why is it my life the way it's supposed to be? Or they were future tripping. I'm never going to get there. I'm going to be broke. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be this, right? So they're in the past or the present, not the future. And we know that in the here and now, we're safe for yes. the most part, right? And I use yes. this right here, right now, right? It's so powerful. And I pe people look at it. And I look, I, I understand it, Christina. I was one of those people. It's like, seriously? You're gonna get. You're gonna tell me something as simple as right here, right now is gonna work. Yes. You are smoking crack. You are not sober. <laughs> you're saying like I, I was that guy. Like I was that guy. Like because, but it's true. Right here, right now is where the miracle happens. Yeah, and if it isn't okay right here, right now, then fight or flight is an appropriate response. Right? Correct. Yes. Yes. If it is okay. Yes. If it's not okay right now, you want to. So my point is that we make friends with the information that's coming from us. We listen to it. We understand it. We interpret it. We figure out alternative options based on what our body is telling us. And then we move forward. Um, I love that. And I know it's annoying to hear that, but I don't have one situation in my life that is not, that that is not going to help. Oh, absolutely. You know what? And, and Christina, you know, somebody told me very early on, um, if a wild pack of coyotes are chasing you down the street and you're bleeding and you're running mm -hmm. into an alley and it's a dead end, that fight or flight you've got going on that that's totally appropriate. Yes. Right? Like you said. Uh, but if that's not the case, Maybe you should step back a little bit and talk about this inner dialogue that's going on with you. Is this really needed and appropriate for the time that we have right now? And if you can get that little crack, just that little opening, that's really what it's all about, in my opinion. You know, to end with that, it's that if you can get that little, little chink in the armor yep. to realize that this fight or flight isn't as big and isn't as controlling as it says it is to you. Right. Um, that's where the miracle is going to start to happen. If you practice the things that we're talking about and other people have, I really do believe that if you're listening to this and you have fight or flight, you're going to get there. You are, you are. Make sure you bring people on your team. Make sure that you don't do it alone because we only know what we know. And this is how you can continue to grow. Absolutely. And growth is what it's all about, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Recovered Life Show. We'd like to invite everybody to go to recoveredlife.us. Check it out. Guys, become a member. We've got a ton of exclusive content. We've got this whole ADHD thing going on, mm -hmm. Christina. Talk about fight or flight. A lot of people with ADHD have fight or flight. They get confused, shut down. Sure. We have got a ton of content that's coming up about that. So hold tight, but you can get everything, all the special stuff by going to recoveredlife.us, becoming a member. It's totally for free and you're going to be able to connect within the first five minutes of you signing up. We're going to give you an invite to connect with Christina and I personally to yes. get free access to coaching on Volley, which is so cool. So sign up guys, go to recoveredlife.us. Christina, final thoughts about fight or flight in sobriety. It is, um, it is a mechanism that's designed to save your life, not rule your life. Oh, love that. Love that. Guys, 
This has been a great show. Monday, August 29, 2022. This episode is in the can. Everybody go out and live your best recovered life. We'll see you soon. Bye. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.